I'm Kate Daniels. To be a great community, we need to get to know each other and support each other. That's a little of what happens with the Friendship Circle. Rabbi Bogomilski has been very active with the organization and joins us to invite us to be part of the community, walk together, learn together, support each other. So let's meet the rabbi to get the details. Rabbi Bogomilski, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thank you so much for having you on your program. Well, it is wonderful to connect with you this morning. Uh, we had mentioned just before really getting into this conversation that it's been a number of years since we've connected, and I just love the fact that your this organization, the Friendship Circle, continues to grow, and you're having the fifth annual Walk with Friendship. So that's so, so exciting. We are super excited. We're geared up, and we're looking forward to a tremendous successful walk. It's a uh, very unique walk in the sense of that it's not just a walk and a run, which is a 5K and a 1K as well. You can either walk or run it, but it's really a family event as well. And there's lots of fun for the entire family there. It's just really going to be a very memorable and special, uh, special day. And the fact that this is the fifth annual means that it continues moving forward, it continues to grow, and it's really an important activity in our community. Definitely, it's, it has really grown and seen tremendous uh, you know, followers that really are excited to engage, be part of it, raise money for it, come, you know, be part of it. What's unique about this walk, there are numerous different ways that one can participate. There's virtual teams one can create if they're not able to come. You're able to support a fellow friend or someone you know that is walking as well. Uh, of course, you can create your own team. You can be there. So it's really, it really has a tremendous reach in both those that physically show up and those that support it beyond. And both, of course, are extremely important. Those that come out uh, are definitely going to have so much fun and a lot of connections. But those of us who perhaps are not able to make the date, but it's such an important community event and all the activities that this supports, it's important for us to do what we can to contribute and make it continue to grow, right? A hundred percent. It's just a little bit information about the walk and those that are not familiar with the Friendship Circle in general. Uh, the name of the walk is called Walk with Friendship. The mission, the focus, and the tremendous success that the organization has been having over the last more than a decade already is really uh, building the importance of inclusion, respite, and friendship for those families that have children and teens with special needs. So it really reaches out across the spectrum of special needs. It's not just for autism. It's not just for those that have uh, Down syndrome or polyol or whatever may be their disability, how the world categorizes them. We sort of transcend all those different uh, across the spectrum would be the right term. And we really uh, bring the recipe of friendship and inclusion. And what's super unique about the friendship circle is not only the component and not only the channel that helps 
those families that are in such need of respite and support and friendship, but what it does is it bridges the gap between the special needs community and the typical community by having teens volunteers that give up their time on a weekly basis, a commitment at least for a year at a time, and they become sort of that big brother, that big sister, that bond, that friend, and to me that's what's so magical and powerful about the friendship circle, hence it's called the seamless circle of friendship. Everyone benefits from both sides, and that's where we're really seeing so much growth throughout the areas that we service, and it's just it's, uh, it's amazing to see each site saying that they benefit more. And that is what is so exciting, is to see our young people engaging in this way, really being of service and finding themselves making these connections. And and as you say, you know, each side not knowing who's getting the better part of it, that's exactly the way we want life to be, isn't it? Totally. In fact, what's interesting is that if you ask one of the volunteers, what are you doing? You know, what are you benefiting from it? What's the walk away for you? They all say the same thing. I'm getting so much more out of it than what I'm receiving than what I'm, what I'm giving. And what I like to tell people is that when you see someone, when you come across someone with some sort of disability, whatever it may be, on any level of the spectrum, I always say, what's your first reaction? Do you look towards them? Are you a little uncomfortable that you look away? One of the focuses of Friendship Circle is really to create a new generation that is the future leaders that understand and engage in that conversation, looking at these individuals that they don't have the disability because in the source of everyone from a spiritual sense, it's all about the soul, and they have a soul just like we do. And if we can educate, inspire a whole new generation to not turn their head away with uncomfort, but to engage and look towards that relationship, that friendship, that there's something to benefit from it, and they're here. We don't know why God makes those with disabilities, but if they're here, we want to at least understand how can we benefit, how can we learn from them, and how can we give them the greatest respect and honor to be part of society. And that's what's so magical, what happens every day at the Friendship Circle. And so this is at, these are activities that take place on a daily basis, like Monday through Friday, generally, I would guess. Uh, in fact, one of our biggest programs is on the weekend, on Sunday, and that's where parents can actually drop off their child for a two-and-a-half-hour full respite program. We have uh, specialists, movement, behavioral specialists, art therapy, musical therapy, uh, kung fu, various different activities that are all overseed, oversight by by uh, by specialists and are all interactive with uh, teen volunteers. So it's a really very very special program. Probably one of our most successful programs is called Sunday Circle. So we have programs that are called Friends at Home, which is someone that will receive to their home on a weekly basis, once or twice a week. Either an individual teen or usually two teens go together and they sort of do whatever that teen wants to do, that special needs child or teen wants to do in their home. 
It could be playing uh, video games. It could be uh, passing a ball, reading a book, whatever it may be. It's about providing friendship and respite to the parents at the same time, and that's called Friends at Home. We have Sunday Circle, as I mentioned earlier. It's a very successful program. It's a full respite program. Uh, we have a program called Teen Scene, which is a program for teens with special needs to learn life skill enhancements as they transition into adulthood. We have programs that are built around providing special birthday parties and sort of a make-a-wish for each one of those kids as they celebrate the birthday of that month. And uh, the Mom's Night Out, I mean, on and on, summer camp, there's so many different programs that are constantly built around the kids, the teens, the siblings, a program called Sib Shops, which is a support system for siblings with special needs. So there's really a full array of different programs that one can engage in as a family that is searching for something that will perhaps help their child and help themselves in going through the the comfort in a very comfortable and uh, sort of a backbone that's someone to lean on and that shoulder to receive that support. And that's what the entire focus of Friendship Circle is really giving that support where it's so needed. And in terms of the number of families who have children with special needs, how many of those are part of the community so that you have young people, teens, who are volunteering to be with them? Well, we make the connections. So it's not like they're coming to us and saying, hey, uh, we we found this teen that wants to uh, do this type of service. So the way it works is a family would go through our screening and they'll reach out to our organization the friendship circle and we will screen them and see the areas that they need the most help in and what programs fit best for their needs and where do they live which area do they live in can we find local help you know for our friends at home program we try to find local help so it becomes consistent and it doesn't become a challenge in relationship to finding someone that says oh i just can't make it today because it's too far or i'm stuck in traffic or so on and so forth So it's really about understanding what the family needs and finding the best team that goes through training, goes through workshops, and they really learn how to deal with different levels of disability. And not every teen is cut to deal with severe cases. So obviously there's a lot of mentorship and guidance and and oversight in that area. And you were saying that the teens need to commit for one year, do you find that they are sometimes committing for a longer period of time, for a second year, for a third year? You know, we both, uh, our program, really, it's almost unheard of that we have kids that enter, literally, they start in eighth grade and they go through high school. And uh, we have, in fact, a whole new program now that's going into universities as well. So it's really, it's, it's a real friendship. It's a relationship. In fact, what I always love to see is this numerous times of I'll be somewhere and I'll see one of the teen volunteers hanging out with one of their friends that has special needs and I think to myself I don't think they're scheduled now and I would approach them here and then say oh this is interesting are you visiting twice or did you reschedule and many times they'll say what do you mean we hang out all the time <laughs> comes to my house, it's, it's quite remarkable that many of these families become extended families of those teens and extended families of both ways. So it's really a magical and meaningful, you know, 
we always say that we want to build, change society. We want to do something that's meaningful. We want to do something that teaches the quality of life. We want to do something that's instilling in our children leadership skills. We want to do something that's going to take them away from, uh, you know, their computer games and Instagram and all the other things that they're involved with. This is such a wholesome, feel-good, tangible uh, interactive uh, program that really gives them so much that really, uh, you know, we're seeing is a lasting effect, and it's quite inspiring. It's so incredibly inspiring to find that it is definitely a friendship. It's not just a volunteer opportunity, and I have this one hour a week that I have signed up to do. It's wonderful to hear that it's way beyond that, that it really is just a genuine friendship that's evolving. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's funny because we can discuss it, but until you see it happen and you see the consistency and you see the amazing, genuine relationship that just keeps on blossoming and growing and the concern and the dedication, it gives us a new hope. You know, people always are challenged with the question, Where is our youth going? How are they giving back to society? This is something that we really see on a very tangible, practical level, that the group out there that's really doing good stuff. Yes, and that is a message we definitely need to almost shout out from the rooftops that this is happening because we hear too many bad stories. We want those good news stories, the encouragement, the wholesomeness that's going on. It's really something that is so commendable and wonderful so that when you said earlier on, when you ask the question, when you see a person who has some kind of a disability, what do you do? Obviously, now they're seeing beyond it. It's not there. They're just another person. They're my friend. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like everything, you know, when you don't know it, it becomes a little bit a distant relationship or it becomes a, a foreign object. The more you get to know someone, you get to see beyond the surface, you know. What we like to say is that we're in a generation that so many things are built around labels and around this is my club, this is my circle, these are my friends, this is my area of comfort. If we can somehow remove those labels and remove those categories and transcend beyond that limitation, because the human being is a very powerful and inspiring creation that is meant to go and give and do more and more People don't realize the strength that we have within ourselves. So if we can somehow lift that barrier and remove those titles, all of a sudden, you know, people will realize, hey, that person and me are very similar. There's some way I could benefit from that individual, and there's something that that individual can benefit from me. And I think that it's such a, a voice that needs to be heard in today's society that counteracts a lot of challenges that are going on throughout the world at large. And this is at least one area that there's a lot of good causes out there, but at least this is one area that you can really express it, you can live it, you can feel it, and you can see that impact. And that's what inspires me every day. And what an inspiration to have is to see these young people making connections and building these bonds of friendship that is so phenomenal. On the other hand, too, what I think is probably equally as important, but in a different way, is the respite care. What this does 
for the families of these young people, these children with the special needs, that they have an opportunity to uh, see someone else engage with their kids and also have a moment to do some of the things that they maybe are challenged to fit into their day. Sure. You know, it's funny. At our Sunday Circle program, I was talking to one of the moms there, and as she dropped off her child, she said, Okay, so now I'm going to go to the parking lot. I said, what are your chores right now? You can do whatever you like. Come back in two and a half hours. So she said, you kidding me? What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my car, and I'm just going to pull the seat back and go to sleep. You don't understand. I haven't done that in years. And when you hear those simple stories that for most of us, we take so for granted what's considered respite. You know, many times we think, we have those big chores that we just, we're going to get to when we have the right time. For these individuals, it's literally a breath of just having a moment to relax and a moment to uh, compile their own thoughts or take a little nap, whatever it may be. And that's what's really, I, most people that don't have a child with special needs don't, you know, we all complain when we have a child that's not listening the first time when we say something. And we say, what do we do with this child? How do we interact? These, these individuals have children that day in and day out, 24-7, they're on the clock, watching, observing, nervous, concerned. You know, you speak to a, child, a mother or father that has a child with special needs, the biggest concern is, then what? Most of us know that we're going to put our time and energy into a child. Eventually, they're going to be on their own. Their biggest concern is, when is that child really going to be on their own? So if we can come in and at least give them those years that are so challenging for them, a moment to breathe and to provide respite, and at the same time really dedicate someone that's really going to be concerned and create that mutual relationship. You know, there's so many therapy programs out there that are built around therapy, which are so vital and important, but this is something that is beyond just therapy. This is therapy with an additional level of friendship. These kids are not looked at, oh my gosh, someone's poking at me or forcing me to move this way of my uh, body, so I sort of, uh, this is what I got to do, because the kid doesn't get that. But what they do get the idea is that when someone looks at them and smiles and engages, and it's a, a young teen that's sitting there week after week, day after day, that really crosses all barriers, and it just has a lasting effect. That is so incredible. Finding the ways that we are similar, the ways that we connect, which is through the heart, not seeing something that's different, but that bonding, what an incredible, priceless gift that they're receiving. I just do love this work that you're doing, Rabbi. Well, I appreciate that. There's not just me. There's a a large force out there of very, very dedicated teens and very dedicated parents and staff as well. You know, it takes a a village to really uh, make an impact. This is taking a city that really is uh, transforming, hopefully, our city and many other cities out there. So that's one of the major important things of our walk with friendship, because it's twofold. Of course, it's a way to raise the really needed funds for the organization. But beyond that, it's also a moment that many people can learn about the work of the friendship circle, and they can experience it, and they can see those relationships right there as teens are walking with their buddies. The whole organization comes alive at the walk. 
and it's something that I really, really encourage people to be part of, be part of the family, be part of that circle. And it's a circle that keeps on growing, and the circle needs you to keep on growing. And uh, as a rabbi, not to sound too uh, mystical for a moment, but, you know, every single person was put in this world for some profound reason and purpose. And most people go through the course of a day or a week or sometimes even a year or more, and they're so caught up with life that they never really have a chance to focus on why am I here. So they're existing, but they're not engaging in their full potential. When you give of yourself, when you do something for someone else, all of a sudden you ignite it the ultimate purpose of why we're here. Each person is here to impact the world. The world needs you. And on a certain microcosm level, friendship circle needs you as well. And that's the idea of how we create a larger circle. That's how we grow. And that's how we create goodness and kindness in the world. It doesn't happen by just sitting on the couch and saying, that looks good. Or someone listening to our conversation and saying, that sounds like great work. That's so inspiring question is, what do you do next? What's your point of action? What are you going to do now when you hear this? Are you going to say, this is great, and let me get involved? Let me see how I can get involved, how I can be part of this circle, how I can do something that's meaningful in my own life. And that's what it's all about. You know, if, if every person did something that's a little bit beyond their comfort zone initially, or a little bit beyond their initial focus, and they start realizing that they're here because they're a powerhouse, most people don't realize their own potential. And I'm hoping that this conversation will engage those conversations to continue in other individuals' homes and say, hey, you know, that's not just a good point. I want to get involved. I want to do something. Exactly. So one of the ways is to come out on Sunday, October the 9th. That's just a couple of weeks away, so time enough to clear the calendar and make sure that you can be at Luther Burbank Park on Mercer Island. And registration can happen right there, or it can be done ahead of time too, I think. Right, Rabbi? Yeah. In fact, what I would encourage people is one of the unique things of this walk is that it's built around individuals creating teams, with some sort of goal, whatever the goal they're comfortable in making. is obviously, if you reach the goal, great. And there's amazing prizes as well. Every dollar that's raised is tremendous. And I would encourage people to go to walkwithfriendship.com. And over there, they can register by one button. Clicking register, you can automatically choose to have a team. You could be a soul walker by yourself. You can join someone else's team. And, of course, if you want to contribute to someone else, you can do that too. So it's all done right there. And I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll really see those numbers going up and getting a lot more people involved. Super excited, and I know it's going to be a great walk. Absolutely. It can't help but be so. And to really take this opportunity, yes, go to the website, walkwithfriendship.com. It's an opportunity for families, particularly, I think, to really model to our kids this opportunity to go out together and support others. But as you said, if you're an individual, if you're a couple, that's great, too. Everyone is part of this community and we're going to really make it grow and support each other. I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what our goal is. And also, I do want to mention, if people want to learn about the organization itself, they should go to Friendship Circle WA for Washington, WA.org. And, of course, there's links 
from both those websites to each other. Either Walk With Friendship is the walk site directly, walkwithfriendship.com, or friendshipcirclewa.org. And again, I encourage everyone to uh, challenge yourself. You know, we live in a time that we all try to create some sort of level of challenge. We want to make more money. We want to be thinner. We want to be healthier. Whatever it may be, everyone has that level of challenge that we place before us. Here is a great challenge that I would love to challenge everyone out there to find it within their hearts, as we call it, walk with your heart and help families and children with special needs. It's really a tremendous opportunity to make a difference in this world. And I'm extremely humbled and and full of thanks and gratitude for all those out there that are partnering with us and making a difference. And one thing to remember is to realize, as you said a couple of times during our conversation, Rabbi, is that those who engage in this way find it hard to realize that they're giving, that they receive so much by participating that the gift is so incredible. Listen, the fact is that when you give, you feel better. There isn't a person that has given something and then they say, oh, I feel terrible. It's usually the ones that are holding back and they look back at the end of a month, a year, or whatever it is, or a life, and they say, oh, if I only would have spent more time doing X, Y, and Z, if I only would have done more. So the, the reality is this is data, <laughs> data that's out there. When you give, you feel good, and that's just on a personal meaningful level, but of course on a more grandier level, you're really helping. And when you're helping, you're making a difference in another person's life. And that rippled effect of kindness and compassion and inclusion in the sense of really making a difference and making that person feel important and making that individual feel like they have a purpose in life, there is no greater feeling than that. And when you do it, it's contagious. It's a healthy contagion. When you do it, you only want to do more. So let's take this opportunity and be part of the circle. We'll never regret it. In fact, we will be so grateful, won't we? I definitely believe so. I think this is something that, again, it's a simple formula that works. (laughs) And we're talking about the walk now as well. It's a real fun family event. And I think really people are going to walk away saying, wow, I've learned something new. I've experienced something that's amazing, and I'm proud to be part of it. This is something that people become engaged, and they start giving and of their time, of their finances, of their wisdom, volunteering, whatever it may be. You feel good. Just the natural cause that really makes it an organic feeling that we have of giving leads to more giving. Giving leads to compassion. Compassion leads to other people being more compassionate. And really, it's that circle that just keeps on rolling around and around. We're going to be expanding the circle with your energy, with your enthusiasm, and with your support. There's so many more families out there that can benefit from this program. There's so many more teens that can benefit from learning how to give of themselves. But we can't do it if we don't have the right foundation, if we don't have the, the proper funding. It's fantasy. It's good. But we live in a world of reality. And that takes financial stability and helping those families directly impacting their lives. And hopefully, uh, with your help, we're going to do that.
Let's really focus on that. Indeed, that's going to be happening. And Rabbi Bogomilski, thank you so much for doing this work and for certainly making us more aware of it this morning. I am so grateful for that. Okay, thank you so much for having me on your program. And we're really excited and we're looking forward to and we really appreciate you spending the time and educating the audience of the importance of this organization and the importance of the event coming up, Walk with Friendship.